Christina Ambrosia. And I'm Don Manning. And you're listening to Loving, Leaving, and Leading. We are so excited to share our journey with you and answer the questions you all have been asking. Who's she with now? She did what? Has she lost her damn mind? Our conversations are always off the cuff, outrageous, and slightly inappropriate. So we invite you to come eavesdrop on what we've been up to. Welcome to episode two, the one. So today uh, we are going to be talking about if there is more than one, do we believe there's just one? Is there more than one? And how do we find the one? Um, So you may have remembered last time that we have some pseudonyms for our past relationships. So when I tell old dating stories, I'll be referring to a man by the name of Paul. And Don, do you remember your, your guy's name? George. George. George yes. and Paul. <laughs> Always love that name. Not really. I, I think I no. mentioned last podcast, one of our hardest parts in the podcast was coming up with a name not one of us had actually dated or dated right? multiple times, actually. That's right. That's right. But George and Paul, we haven't dated. Yes. So it's perfect. We can yeah. use those names freely. <laughs> so what do you think, Don? Do you think there's the one? Yes, I think so. Just one in this whole, I'm Googling, how many people are in the world? I don't know. A lot of people. There's a lot of people in the world. I know that seems kind of insane. 7.888 billion as of 2021. Right. So is it insane to think that in the whole big world, there's only one possible perfect person for each person? I I mean, I don't know. I can tell you this. I've been doing this, you know, I'm 51, you know, I don't know, where has he been? (laughs) So, and it's not for not looking, right? Up until now, up until now, Mm -hmm. right? Which I think I found, I think I have found the one, which makes me feel like, yes, there is one, but that does seem kind of insane that there could only be one because. Well, it makes me also think of like then does the one change, right? So like, are there different ones for different decades of our lives? Because like, I thought I found the one maybe when I got married, right? And then that didn't work. So that, yeah, me too. But But now I don't think he was actually the one. Like I, he's an an amazing man. And, but like, but maybe he was the one for that version of me. No, I would argue in your 20s, you don't know anything about the one. They don't. You don't know anything about yourself. What do you know? There's but no ha- way. But what do you, this actually brings up a great point of a podcast I want to mention. What do you know about 60-year-old Dawn? Well, I'm not 60 yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, so okay. so you're one now, like what you're guess, saying when you're 24, yeah, what do you know about right. the one? But is yeah. 75-year-old Dawn going to sit here and tell me, what do you know about the one at how old are you? 51. 51. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's a different one for different sections. God help us of your life. <laughs> That's a lot to take on. My aunt said you should like run like car, like you can get a, a new lease, like trade them in every four <laughs> to five years or something. Wow. 
My dad used to joke like that. He used to trade my mom in at 50 for two 25s or something like that. I remember, I remember them being in their 50s and him saying right. stuff like that. Like, yeah, okay, dad. You well, know. I obviously, you know, have not found the one because as my mom will readily attest to, I was sharing with Dawn yesterday, she had to have a procedure done and I went to meet her at the hospital and which she relayed to her whole medical team about how I... You're awful at dating. I'm awful at dating. What like, did, how did she put it? Well, she... we won't go into. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. But, you Just know, leave it at that. basically that I'm awful at dating. And, you know, she's like, I, I married mine for the life insurance. I mean, she was joking. Her husband was right there. He didn't hear her. She's hearing aids. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a shit show and a half over here. It's Anna Nicole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I do, you know, I was sharing with Don when we were talking about outlining the topics for these podcasts of a an episode that I had listened to called Ugg Love on Awakening OD. And, you know, this woman who was hosting it basically says, you, you guys do this all wrong. Like you get married and you have this big party and you have cake with too much frosting and you buy gifts and you sign this contract in front of all these people that basically says, I'm going to love you until we die. And her point was that that's absurd. How can you make a promise? <laughs> How can you promise to love someone forever when you don't know that you'll love someone forever? And, you know, she says you can't authentically promise to do that. You can, pro you know, promise to love someone unconditionally, but she says, you know, what if you turn into the shirtless TikTok dad, you know, midlife crisis <laughs> in 10 years. And at that point, you know, your midlife crisis doesn't align with my midlife crisis. And I want to get off the train. Like, and she would say, and that real love is allowing that person to be able to grow and expand and to do that. Um, and to go when it's time to go. Correct. Right. I, I would agree with that. I mean, I think, I mean, I made those vows when I was barely 21. What did I know? And, and what did I know about me? And what did my then husband know about himself and who he was going to be in 10, 20, you know? Right. Yeah, and she says, years. if you don't even know who you're going to be in <clears throat> five, 10 or 15 years, mm -hmm. how in the world can you promise to love a version of them that they don't even know about themselves yet? <laughs> right. A decade down the road. Well, some people get married, like uh, some people, like my parents, and they just they sign the paper, they have the party, they eat the cake, and they stay because that's what the contract says. And they just stay. Not so much in our generation, but, you know, we've seen that in, in older generations for sure. They just stayed. And, you know, that's a great point because I've seen it both ways, right? Where I feel like the people that stay, if you interview them, you know, when they're 70 years old and they'll tell you, like, there were times I wanted to leave or he wanted to leave and... We didn't think we'd make it through, but now there's deep, deep love and we don't regret staying. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you see the other cases where it's like someone's married for 20 years, gets divorced, and then ends up meeting this person that you're like, oh my God, how were they ever with the last person? This is their true happiness. <laughs> right. It's hard to know. I don't think you can know. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can know. It's, it's or is it all... what you convince yourself to know? Like if you stay, do you convince yourself that staying was the right choice and you, because you have stayed you learn to love that life yeah you tough it out you go through the through the the ordeals and you maybe become stronger in the end maybe that's how a stronger love grows I don't know 
all different ways of doing it, you know. The trying, I think, is that that's the journey, the process. Like, you know, mom saying you're awful at dating. I mean, some would spin that another way and say, you're great at dating. You've done a lot of dating. And I've actually had some really amazing partners that I've dated, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so did we talk about your friend, <clears throat> Marnie, yet on episode one? I don't think we did. So I love Don was sharing with me because I often hear and often tell myself that I'm awful at dating. Right. And she <laughs> oh, was Marnie, yeah, yeah. sharing with me that her friend, <laughs> cause Don has also dated a lot said to her, you're so lucky in love. And I was like, <laughs> what? We're not what we're yeah. lucky in love. But then I really started reflecting on that and how, what a beautiful way to frame mm-hmm. all of our experiences that have like ran their cycle, right? Yeah. Well, and when she said that to me, I was like, what? Lucky? Not lucky. I've been looking for the right. The one. The one. <laughs> the one. How is that lucky? But her take on it was, you've been so lucky. You've you've experienced things. You've met different people. You've done so much. You've traveled. You've, you know, I've gone places. I've I've had all different kinds of relationships to her. That was me being lucky in love. It it just turned my perspective from how sad for me that I'm still dating, right? Or that I'm still looking for the one to, oh, yeah. I mean, I have had a lot of great experiences. So, well, you know, when you said not only have you met so many wonderful people, but like, think of all the versions of ourselves that we've met along the way as we've dated each one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. And so maybe in some ways, I mean, people grow through all different sorts of experiences, but I do think people who have been single for long periods of time, that's one way of growing that maybe other people aren't privy to, right? Because you're faced with like, good, bad, and the ugly, right? Aspects of yourself <laughs> when you're trying to build with with someone yeah. every three to five years. <laughs> <laughs> three to five years? Those I'm trying some... to think. That actually, <laughs> I've been separated from my ex for about a decade now, and I'm trying to think how many long – I've probably dated four or five people in that time span. But they've all been – six months or beyond. Mm -hmm. So I had, you know, one relationship in there that was two years, one that was a year, two for about six months. And then there was like Mm -hmm. another like little couple months in there. Yeah. So so you've had longer relationships. Mm -hmm. What was your experience? Were yours, you had kind of a splattering, Uh, right? Of both long and I've done both (laughs) significantly shorter. Yeah. So I've been 12 years dating and I've had a few longer relationships and by longer I would say just under two years about a year and a half to just under two years and then quite a few um two three months four months lots of first dates Mm -hmm. lots of I'll give it a second or third date because you can't possibly know after a first date if. Do you stand by that statement now? Nope. I would say a phone call is enough to figure it out. (laughs) 
no need to meet for coffee because now, you know, I could be an expert on determining, you know, <laughs> the I'm old trying me, to think. The old Usually my more... gut and like <laughs> intuition is spot on. I will say there was probably only one of my relationships where like the first date was good. It was very casual, right? It was just coffee. And I thought oh, I'd go out with this person again. And that ended up like being a pretty significant relationship that like there was no hesitation I would go out again, but it also wasn't like a first date where I was like blown away either, if that makes right. sense. Right. But I you think you're, I yeah, I think like if you're like not feeling it at all on that first date, I, I'm with you. I think you, you kind of get a good sense of that chemistry, that like unnameable, that je ne sais quoi, like isn't there. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. not. I mean, I think from my experience now, I wouldn't even waste time on a first date. There have been some conversations I've had that were good enough, even better than good enough, but maybe there was a feeling or an energy or something was said that wasn't bad necessarily, but that in hindsight would be an indicator that we really wouldn't vibe on certain things, you know, uh, morals, values, beliefs, um, what you like to do, what I like to do. Like I used to be more willing to be more open to anything and everything that you might like. If you're the right person, I will bend and flow. You know, I'm like, I'm like water. Oh, what do you want to do? You know, but now, and as I've gotten older, mm -mm, and not so just much. tired. I think I'm just tired. Yeah, that like, could be, right. that could be. I hear this from my, from my single friends in, in my age range too you know, they have very little tolerance. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's hard to even get out of the house for, for some people. It's like, yeah, I don't even know if I want to get dressed to go meet someone, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and, and if you're not having a great conversation or serious reason to go meet someone, they just won't do it. So, mm -hmm. and I can't say that I blame them after, you know, after you do it for a while, you're kind of like, well, I got to kind of be wowed and swept off my feet. Mm-hmm. And have a really good reason to, you know, comb my hair and brush my teeth. I'm with you. You know, <laughs> and I don't know. I, you know, I, I've <laughs> the last go around, I was really sticking to coffee dates. I didn't even want to be stuck like having dinner for an hour if I wasn't feeling it right away. Like, I'm like, right. I want to go home and write or read or meet up with a girlfriend. Like, I don't want a whole hour and a half of, I don't drink so it's not dinner and drinks anymore but like even sitting through a dinner can be like okay like I have a lot of other things I want to be doing so I do those like coffee dates <laughs> yep an hour max yeah yeah mm -hmm. you get real good at that stuff you know I always Just... said I was a beta tester for a dating website called Keepler it's all about mindful dating so if you haven't checked it out I would encourage you to do that but one of the suggestions I had made is when you have these conversations, I almost feel like once you match, like the next step should be like a five minute FaceTime or Zoom chat or something, but that the call actually ends at five minutes. So even if you were loving it, like, you know, it's like no harm, no foul. Nobody's offended. If it, like, that's just the rule, you know, that the call is going to go at five, five minutes in, it's going to end. And then there would be a pop-up like, would you like to continue the conversation? So you're like out of that awkward of being like, yeah, this wasn't a match. Like you could 
put it in, but you know that no matter what, if it's a great conversation or if it's not so great, like that first call, you're committed. Because even if I think I'm going to, you know, in the past, if I thought I was going to like someone, I feel like I'd need it to like have an hour to sit and have a freaking phone conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just kind of want to do a quick screening here. Like, that sounds goofy, but like, do I like the sound of your voice? Do I, are you saying things that are of interest to me? Are you five minutes? I just need five minutes and like then go from quick there. Inter quick interview process. Correct. Uh -huh. <laughs> Correct. Speaking of quick interview, I mean, I know that's not a super new idea. If you've ever been to any of these speed dating sites, which I did. And let's just say, I feel like I did it once the women far outnumbered the men. the men there were more women yeah. more I think women are more willing mm -hmm. and and looking and wanting and maybe men are maybe more skeptical of what they might all also we're very willing I think in general women are willing to be in person and see and, and where men are more like yeah mm -hmm. not so sure not so open to that I think I think that's just the nature of male and female mm -hmm. you know Although I don't know if it's just the type of men meeting or have men. I'm not meeting anyone right now. Um, no, no desire to, but <laughs> I feel like that's changing a bit. Like I definitely think it, I don't know if it's just the type of men that I've been attracting seem more open and communicative and willing to kind of like put in the work and do the things and romance at, I don't know. Again, now I can never go backwards. Like now that's just an expectation, right? Like I want romance well, and I want communication and I want. I mean, you know how I feel about romance. So I think that's gotta, you gotta lower the, nope, not <laughs> you gotta lower it. the bar on the romance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to, I'm not going to. Well, okay. Then don't. I would like to hear when you find him. <laughs> You'll be the first to know. Mr. I know I will. <laughs> Mr. Romance. <laughs> you know, it's funny too. I was chatting with a girlfriend after one of my breakups and she knows I love to travel. And she said to me, God, I wish that you could, because I, I take breakups so hard. Um, even yeah. if like, I don't think it was a match or I, you know, I just, I have a hard time letting go of, of people and both romantically and friendships I it's hard for me um and we were is chatting it a, is it a rejection thing or is it a hmm I mean I think that's some of it but I just think that like once I love you I love you forever and you when you do the breaking up do you have the same feeling as when someone breaks up with you oh that's a good question I think at least Maybe not to the same extent. There's still definitely a loss there. I am also the type I feel like that I don't usually do the breaking up. Um, and then I use that to play like victim or have like this pity party for myself. Mm -hmm. But I think that sometimes I stay too long or I push the other person, maybe even subconsciously so away because I, I am like I'm in it. When I'm in it, I'm in it and I will try and make it work even when it's mm -hmm. clearly not working. I've been there. Yeah. So I'll analyze you. Mm -hmm. You won't do the breaking up because you don't want to let go. Mm -hmm. So you are broken up with, mm -hmm. and then you're, it's a rejection thing. Mm -hmm. How could he break up with me? Mm -hmm. Wow. What didn't he like? What isn't right? And then it's the loss. Yeah. Even when it wasn't good or right or ideal, you, it's still a loss. Yeah. 
So that's what makes it, that's what makes it harder, maybe. So when I was explaining this after one of these breakups, my girlfriend said, God, you love to travel. I wish you could look at your relationships as like all of these different points to like places, these people as places to explore and get to know. And, <laughs> and I thought that that was just like a great, still not like there yet where I can see it that way, but a great frame, right? If I can mm -hmm. get there. Um, I was just looking at my notes here because I actually wrote a blog post about this. You know, I said she went on saying how some partners were like bustling cosmopolitan cities full of culture and insight, lots of museums, plenty to unpack, coffee shops tucked into street corners, articulate but unassuming, a place I could have imagined remaining longer. These actually remind me of my various partners. So I'm sharing another partner might be more like ex an exotic island, beautiful and blissful until volcanoes erupt. Don could probably place each, each Paul in each one of these. I know who that grounds, was. Yes. Unpredictable climate, <laughs> the uncertainty of whether you could return home safely should you decide to visit, mm -hmm. mammoth bug bites. Still, other partners are like Iowa, steady but flat. Actually, <laughs> when I looked up uh, Iowa, the supposed flatness is a huge misconception, but that's an aside. <laughs> they said, you know, perhaps they didn't stay long enough to, to understand that there was more to see in Iowa. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, re I remember Iowa. He was pretty handsome. <laughs> see, yes. I love that you are like, I know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it just really got me thinking of all kinds of things, you know, should I have stayed longer? Could I have left sooner? What can I, I never visit a place. I think I'm like, been to like 17 countries and, and the draw for me is the difference, right? Like I never mm. go to Norway and expect it to feel like Russia and, mm. and I wouldn't want it to, or else I would just go back to Russia, right. Or Egypt or wherever. And so it's so interesting to me, even places that I really love, I don't necessarily plan on going back because there's so much more world to see. Mm. So I thought, God, if I could adopt that, like, can I have viewed these past relationships as these just beautiful stops along the journey, right? Right. Well, and when the trip's over, the trip is over. Yeah. Uh -huh. And being I mean, okay with that, right? Like, yeah, time to unpack the suitcase now. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't want to unpack the suitcase and well, with the people. I mean, but if you relate what you like and who you are, right? In your other parts of your life, you just summed it up. You love to travel. You you don't go to the same place. Mm -hmm. You're not going to go to Egypt twice. You've mm -hmm. been to Egypt. Now you're going to go to Paris. Then you're in, Now you're going to go to India. Mm -hmm. Like you want variety and you want to experience all the things maybe and see all the things. And maybe it's going to be that way until you find your home, mm. the, the place that you know, Correct. is everything and you want to stay there. I don't know. I so maybe that. the, maybe the relationships are, maybe they're supposed to be sections of time to experience different things on and on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. I mean, what if maybe your whole life? Well, you know what? Come on, Tom. Give me, I went to the All palm right. reader. He said, my relationship <laughs> line is faint. I was, I'm like, but you see it, right? Get out a flashlight, somebody. I'm like, it's there. <laughs> So is there one person coming on your palm? Uh, he just said when he was looking at my different lines that my relationship line was was faint. And so I don't know what the, 
what that means. Um, well, it doesn't mean you're short on relationships because you have lots of love. You have had lots of love relationships. You've been lucky in love with the dating, as Marnie would say. Yes. And you have lots of relationships otherwise also. Mm-hmm. Friendships, students, you know, your teaching, your work, your um, creative stuff. I mean, you have relationships everywhere. You, I don't know how your relationship line could be mm. faint, you know. Yeah, I think more like the, the intimate partnership one in terms of people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Then I think back when I was in Bali, I went and saw a healer man. And I remember him saying, like, you'll never be lonely. Um, true. Yeah. I would say that's true. You have lots of people around you, mm-hmm. you know. And yet I love being in serious monogamous relationships. I would say mm-hmm. I'm I'm happiest there in a lot of ways. Yeah, you're a partner person. Yeah. And I think that that's some confusion too, right? Like I, sometimes I get frustrated of this camp of like, she's either like super independent, but that doesn't not mean that I don't want someone to do life with. Right. But I do want to keep my independence in terms of, you know, being me. <laughs> right. Right. You want to be able to be you. You want to live your life. You don't want to be told that you can or can't do certain things. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, that's healthy. An, a good, strong, healthy relationship will allow you to be, you know, have independent qualities while still being in a partnership, mm-hmm. I think. I'm thinking of it. I never pronounce the name right. Um, oh, my God. Gilbron, is that the last name? It's like, let there be spaces in your togetherness, I think of Mm. often. Mm -hmm. Which, speaking of spaces in togetherness, although maybe this is a different episode, but you're putting some space between you and you're the one um, headed off to New Bern in how many days? It's soon, right? Um, It's, it's, next Thursday it's in one week wow in one week actually I will be probably halfway there at this time next week yeah yeah intentionally you know yeah intentionally moving and creating some space um it's just how it happened and it's all good I think you know um it wasn't planned initially that way you know, it just kind of came about through a series of, of. I wanted to say a series of unfortunate events because I've been watching (laughs) that with my daughter and I love it, but maybe a series of fortunate events, right? That's the beauty of like looking back as what maybe seemed unfortunate is truly fortunate and maybe what at one time was fortunate. Yeah. Turns unfortunate. (laughs) I mean, I mean, a lot of the life events and things that have gone on for me lately just happen to be um, typical that, you know, my kids are grown and gone and out of the house and um, <clears throat> my work and where I live, the ability, I don't have to sell a house, you know, I have the ability to go um, some loss with, with some friends, some health things with some friends um and then a shift in my relationship that was so strong um that just caused me to go you know what I think it's time that I go and do this thing that I've always wanted to do that I've been waiting to do that I haven't been able to do and look at everything is like right in front of me right now like I can do this and so putting those things into place very easily very strangely 
everything just lined up. And in the midst of all of that, there was a coming back together with my, with my love and, and people keep saying, you're still going. And I'm like, I am. And he's supportive and he's helping me. He's helping me go. You know, he's going to load me up, drive me down, drop me off and leave. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? <laughs> I love it. We're going to learn more about yeah. that, but uh, yeah, a few episodes down the road, but yeah, it's exciting, exciting stuff. So very exciting. Well, before we wrap this one up, do you feel comfortable sharing any like funny stories about dates about when you're we're trying to find the one like what was your like worst dating story that you feel comfortable sharing oh my god my worst dating story or a stranger I'll throw out there just while you're thinking mine are just like brief because they're like moments like I definitely remember going on a date with someone that was like explaining to me how he was like a member of a cult at one time I'm like oh this maybe should be I might want to That's pay not... attention. I always joke. I'm like, I feel like I would be a really good cult member. I don't know if I should like be public saying that, but I'm like, not a very safe space. No, no. no. <laughs> um, I had one guy that I went on like a 14 hour date with. He was, uh, whoa, Jehovah Witness, if I'm whoa. remembering correctly. But like, basically, all we did was talk about his ex. So I think I was basically doing a really long therapy session yeah 14 hours yeah. for free so there's been that um trying to think of just other ones that kind of jump out at me as like oh that was interesting thank goodness they most of the people I have encountered have been really nice genuine people that and a lot mm -hmm. of them I still you know, yeah. see on social media pop up and hello or hi. And it just, you know, the chemistry wasn't there or just didn't work out for one reason or another. Yeah. Yeah. Most of mine have been pretty, pretty okay. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Any like go big surprises or. Well, I mean, I, I went on a first date one time, literally a first date with a nice, with a nice man, um, met for dinner and he just, you know, sort of asked me what we were looking at the menu asked me what I wanted to eat and then when the waitress came around he introduced me as his girlfriend on our first date and ordered for me and I just was so like huh what just happened girlfriend <laughs> literally we had just so we we met somewhere else in a group setting uh -huh. but did not spend any time together it was like a it was like a potluck for a a group uh, of like a meetup group that I had been doing like climbing with. So <clears throat> wasn't a total stranger, but, um, but not somebody I had spent any time talking to or anything. So this was our first, you know, and I was just like, Oh boy. I mean, you know, and then through the dinner was talking about, you know, what it would be like to get married and, you know, lots get it, of George, man. Yeah. He was on it. He was on <laughs> it. And so anyhow, that was our last date. And he was a nice guy. I mean, yeah. he didn't do anything wrong. You know, he was a gentleman, but I was just like, wow, how does someone like go? Like I could be a total nutcase. And I mean, you and know, some may say you, you are no. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, you know, I, I've been told lots of things, but like to be, Correct. you know, 
introduced as a girlfriend and speaking of and that's just so interesting like did he have a really like did he know the waitress to be like this is my girlfriend no. or how do, how do you even no. weasel that into the conversation no just when they or when it was time to order he was like my, my girl this is my girlfriend she's gonna have that i was like oh hi <laughs> you know it was just so so odd um I mean, I've had a couple of weird experiences. I, I went went to meet someone one time who was coming from another area, meeting me in an area. And, you know, we went, we, we were meeting at the, at the Beachwood Mall and we talked on the phone on the way there. And he said, I said, where should I, I'm pulling in, where should I meet you? And he said, meet me in the mall. And I said, okay, but where? And he said, in the mall, in the Beachwood Mall. And I said, yes, I know. Dillard, Sears, Pennies. Right. Well, there's no Sears or Pennies at the Beachwood (laughs) Mall, Christina, but Nordstrom's. I'm like trying to think what's over there. Right. So so he said, Don't be such a girl. Meet me in the mall. So I said, Okay. And I hung up and I quickly proceeded to call my best friend to let her know that I was walking into the mall to meet someone. She was like, are you still going to meet him? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to meet him. I said, if you don't hear from me in like 20 minutes, send, you know, send the troops out, you know. So <laughs> that date went very interestingly and needless to say, we, we did meet in the mall in a random location that I happened upon just walking <laughs> through the mall as I was directed um, but yeah, that there was no second date yeah. there because other strange things occurred in conversation, <laughs> which that was many years ago. At this point in my life, there would not have even been, I would have determined all this right. by conversation right. number two. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. Lots of experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll have to be thinking about what place he would be like, what location, <laughs> Write his uh, exotic travel, right? Description up after this. Right. Which trip was he? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I (laughs) always so fun to talk to you. And I'm pretty sure we may get one more episode in before you leave. But if not, we'll be, you know, coming together from spaces apart. So I know. I know. From Cleveland and the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it'll be fun. I can't wait. Me neither. Till next time.